Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. I'd like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show, here with my co-host Paulette Stout, who has been uh, filling in for me for the last um, six weeks or so since I had my car accident. I'm very glad to say that I am in a soft collar now from the very unattractive brace I previously had on. And I'm doing my first interview back on the show today from home in honor of a very dear friend of mine who was actually one of my very favorite guests on the show, and that is our Hall of Fame turf writer, Steve Haskin, who is actually my favorite person to talk derby to me. Um, so <laughs> talk to Paulette and I today about his current favorite horses as we're heading into um, just a couple of weeks now away from the two most exciting minutes in sports. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you, Louisa. It's so great to have you back. We hear that uh, hear that wonderful, seductive voice of yours. And uh, <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that you're feeling better. Yeah. I see, I was, I was hoping you were having me on to entertain you with my quick wit and not for any enlightenment on a very strange and puzzling Kentucky Derby. <laughs> well, you still have a lot of wit. <laughs> always a lot of wit no yeah. doubt about that um you always manage to rock my world steve <laughs> good opening yeah good leading on that i know not bad huh <laughs> uh, like that horse you know i took a shot with him and one of the reasons i have him on top is that I mentioned him when he had two turf races, only two. I knew there was no way in the world I would ever consider a horse like this. He had two starts in his life, no starts last year. Both of his races were on the grass. Second race, he had won the Pasadena Stakes. There's no way in the world you're gonna think he's a derby horse. I went and I watched those races and I saw something. And I saw the way he galloped out after the Pasadena where he just kept going and going and going. And I mean, really fast. And I, I, I contacted his, his connections at the time, his owner. And I said, by any chance, are you looking to uh, put this horse on the Derby Trail, in the Santa Anita Derby? And he said, yes. I said, well, I could tell from the way that horse was galloping out. And everything about that horse looked, I used the word, freaky. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, this horse is going to be something. And, and before he ran in this, this is like, three weeks, three or four weeks before he ran in the Santa Anita Derby, I ranked him number seven. And I would never, ever rank a horse number seven that high <clears throat> off of two grass races, and it would never run on dirt. Mm-hmm. So and I, look, I looked at his pedigree, and I saw all the horses in there. Excuse me. <coughs> Getting myself all excited just thinking about him. Yeah. Um, he, uh, I looked at his pedigree, and his pedigree is just filled with horses who excelled on the grass and the dirt equally. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what, I'm going to take a shot. So I ranked his horse number seven, figuring he was going to run big in the Santa Anita Derby. And he ran, he, he ran beyond my ex- expectations. I mean, he just looked like a beast in that race. You could just see that his acceleration, the way he changed leads and uh, just kept changing leads. And again, he galloped out. He had, he had to gallop out 20 lengths ahead of the rest of the horses. So uh, I'm taking a shot with the three starts, but I'm doing it on the assumption or the hope that this horse is some kind of freak and just special. That's all. I'm looking for looking for special. Interesting side note that you put at the end of um, that first column that his full sister was born on March 27th, weighing an incredible 100 
165 pounds because the mayor was having trouble. She was sent actually to Hagyard Equine Hospital where they had to use chains to pull her out. So apparently this is a family of beasts, I quote. Um, very interesting fact there. That yeah, well, I always try to throw these little tidbits uh, in there. I love those tidbits. Mm -hmm. They're so interesting. <laughs> well, like I started off by saying, I said I look at this. You know, to the end, I'm I'm really really big on the NFL draft. I love the NFL draft. So I'm looking at this, and like I said in my comment, you can either draft a player, you know, that you need to fill a specific position, or you can draft a player that has the most natural ability, who looks like he could become a Hall of Famer, that he could be a generational type of player. And that's what I'm doing with this horse. I'm taking a shot that he's a generational horse. Listen, I might be wrong. If he's not, if he's not the freak I think he is, he's not going to win the Derby. Right. But I'm just looking at his stride and everything about him. It's strictly gut. That's all gut feeling. You just said. And, and I'm doing it on a year like this because it's such a hard year to figure out. You said you've never seen a horse gallop out after a race the way he does and comes back as if he wants to go around again. <laughs> exactly. I mean, when he came back after the Sandy the Derby, his jockey, who, who actually fits him very well, you know, he, he was like a champion jockey in Italy, in Berto Rispoli, and coming back, he's he's pulling back on the horse on, on, on the horse's range, pulling back to get him to stop. Mm -hmm. So, and this is after gal. If if you watch his gallop out, you see him going into the turn, and there is nobody in the picture. I mean, <laughs> literally, he, he's galloping out like Secretariat finished in the Belmont Stakes. There was nobody anywhere remotely close to him. And he just kept going. And I said, well, he may only have three starts, which I don't like. But the, in his three gallopouts, I think you can add another start to that. Yeah. And, and I refused to put Justify number one several years ago because of the three starts. So I, I sort of learned my lesson. In this day and age, it's not the... It's not the derby that we once knew. It's a totally different derby. Horses coming in there with a lighter and lighter uh, experience, and and they're doing well. I mean, look at look at this year. I mean, we've got horses coming in here having run one time all year, and that was only a mile of sixteenth eight weeks ago. For people that don't know that know how this all works, I've often heard people say, "Well, how do they win?" get into the Kentucky Derby with one start or being a maiden. Can you explain that? Just yeah, they have, to, uh, they have to win or finish second in their final start, one of the 100-point races. All, any horse that finishes first or second in the final prep, I'm talking about the 100-point final preps. I'm talking about the major races. Mm -hmm. You're starting with the Louisiana Derby, Santa Anita Derby, Arkansas Derby, Bluegrass Stakes, Wood Memorial, Santa Anita Derby. Those are all the 100-point races. Obviously, obviously, if you win those races, um, you're in. If you finish second with 40 points, you're most likely in. So a lot of trainers, if they have a lot of faith in their horse, they're going to put all their proverbial eggs in one basket um, and hope that they finish first or second in, well, their, they, in their final prep. They if they don't, they're not going to get in. They qualify to be able to be in the T Kentucky Derby, but it still costs $25,000 and then $25,000 to pass the box. Is that correct? Yeah, but I mean, that's that's nothing to these uh, to these owners. <laughs> I mean, that's... Uh, yeah. But, it's, know, a, but it's a nice thing for people that don't know to know what that's what it takes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're me, you know, I'm, it's it's a different story. But if you're a, an owner of a thoroughbred, you pay more than that in the in, you know monthly uh, boarding bills, mm -hmm. training bills. A crazy thought to think what it actually takes to get to the Derby when you think of the um, the expenses yeah. to get a horse. Because the entry is petty cash. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Listen, so many horses now, it used to be, they used to call, you know, I don't know if you ever heard of it, but they used to call it the Apollo Curse because no horse had won the Kentucky Derby without having raced as a two-year-old since Apollo in 1882. And then that was smashed. And now everybody, now everybody's running their horses in a Derby with three, you know, having not run raced the two. Horses are getting later and later starts. And I think one of the reasons why is the uh, two-year-old sales. I mean, right. it's, we put these horses through so much at the two-year-old sales that it takes them a while to recover. Right. And right now, 
a lot of trainers are just, you know, taking their time with horses, figuring I'm not going to rush them now because I want to get them to the derby. And they can't keep the horses sound like they used to. Where horses used to carry back who won, who, who won the Kentucky Derby. And, you know, with Florida, Florida whore, Florida owner. He made his first start as a two-year-old in January going okay. three furlongs. Can you hold that thought? We're going to go on. Yeah, I can break. hold anything. Hold that yes. thought. <laughs> we'll be right back on the Horse Talk Show. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to FeedDAC.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Are you ready to get loco? At Loco Graphics, every dollar matters to provide your ideas brought to life. Loco Graphics strives to get your message across and impact your customers, offering logo design, vehicle wraps, business cards, banners and more. Make your business shine and showcase who you are with nothing but the highest quality materials. The difference is in the details. Impact your potential customers with Loco Graphics. Like them on Facebook now and find them on the web at locographics.com. This show is sponsored in part by Hilton Garden Inn. Downtown Louisville, only five miles from Churchill Downs, enjoy the two most exciting minutes in sports, plus a hearty breakfast and a mimosa, and let Hilton Garden Inn do the rest. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. Hi, Louisa. You want to introduce Hi, your... Paulette. Um, I'm on... I'm on the phone here with Paulette in the studio, and we have Hall of Fame turf writer Steve Haskin with us on the uh, on the phone, and we've been talking derby. I love it when he talks derby to me. Um, <laughs> we a little bit about Rock Your World and about how do you think? How do you think? How do you think I feel? Pretty good right now, right? <laughs> um, uh, talked a little about Rock Your World, about what it takes to be in the derby, how you qualify to be the top 
20 horses in the country at least we they they shoot having 20 sometimes i know as a uh, there might be a scratch and it might happen there might be 18 or 19 but they um usually going for that full field to see um these top horses perform and uh and we talked about Rock Your World. And as number two, Steve, you have Known Agenda, a Todd Fletcher horse. Um, tell us a little bit about Known Agenda. I can tell you that Known Agenda trained actually here in Ocala, and I believe with Niall Brennan. But I, he did. He did. I, yeah, in fact, I contacted Niall Brennan uh, to ask him about the, about the horse when he had him, just to find out about how he was training and what his disposition was. But... You know, again, you know, maybe it's ego. If it is, I'll I'll admit it. But yeah, I had this horse ranked number eight in my very first Derby rankings. This is back in mid January, and all he had done was broken his maiden by a head, and then was beaten almost ten lengths in the Remsen Stakes. And that's it. And I ranked him number eight. This is in a pool of everybody. It's not like now where you only have a, a small pool. Back then, everybody was was a derby horse. And I just loved what I saw with this horse. I love his stride. You know, he gets that neck out, he reaches down. He got that low action, big striding horse. And I, I just saw something there. And I absolutely fell in love with his pedigree. I mean, his whole tail female family is every major stakes winner that was ever owned and bred by Ogden Phipps. And you can't get classier than that. So we're talking personal ensign, easy go, or uh, uh, private account, uh, seeking the gold. I mean, everybody is in his pedigree. So i sort of a sucker for that. But I just loved everything I saw about this horse. And I ranked him in the top 10 in week one. And you know, I, kept, I, kept, I kept my faith in him, although he was such an underachiever. He came back and ran that strange race at Tampa Bay in the Sam F. Davis, where he just took himself out of the race and he was... 15 lengths back and just decided not to run that day um, and closed late in the last eighth of a mile. But he just looked like a total underachiever. And then Todd Fletcher put blinkers on him. And I mm. said, yeah, you know, that's, that's going to, I think that's going to really help him. And he comes back, first race back, and he wins an allowance race by 11 lengths. And I knew this horse was back. His thoroughbred figures, which I go by, um, are on an upward spiral. And so between the breeding, his, his action, his physical prowess, his progression, um, in a year like this, I, I just going to stick with him and rank him number two. You and mentioned listen, essential quality who I have ranked number three should be number one. I admit it. He's undefeated and he's done everything right. And he's a versatile horse. He can run anywhere on the racetrack. You can put him on the lead. You can rank him right off the, rate him right off the pace. You can have him mid-pack but you know and i hate to say it but you know it's it's godolphin and it's brad cox and he's undefeated and he does have a slight paddling action which i'm not crazy about but i just said yeah the whole world's gonna have him number one i said i don't need to have him number one everybody knows he's the horse to beat and he's the favorite in the derby i'm gonna go with the horses that i <laughs> quote discovered early on i'm gonna stick with him if i'm wrong i'm wrong you, well, mean, you, know, you mentioned something about Lasix on that horse. Is there an issue with Lasix? You mentioned something about Lasix on that horse. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, you, you just don't know. When he put blinkers on him, he ran him in the allowance race with Lasix. So when you come out and you say, okay, was it the blinkers? Was it the Lasix? Was it both? Was it neither? You know, is he just getting better? Mm -hmm. So I waited for the Florida Derby when he had to run without Lasix. Well didn't didn't affect them at all you know you saw what he did in the florida derby mm -hmm. so he, right now you eliminate the lasix factor and you just go by the uh, the blinkers and possible just maturity yeah mm -hmm. maturity is a big thing i'll tell you what going back to number three essential quality brad cox lately in the last few years wow um he has just won so much with so many great horses you have to really see that guy as a you know, um, the he's an up and yeah, yeah. He, he's definitely an up and comer. I mean, look at the job he's done with Monomoy Girl. I mean, to bring her back. I mean, uh, for that long a layoff. I mean, it was it's mm -hmm. incredible. She comes back as mm -hmm. you know as, as good as she was. So he's yeah. obviously a tremendous trainer. So, like I said, essential quality has everything going for him. But I just I'm just taking a shot this year. I'm just going against the grain. 
Well, jumping on to um, to number four, you've got Dynamic One, trained by Todd Pletcher. Um, another one. Yeah. That's another. That's another reach. And and uh, and I got to tell you a funny story here. Is that I'm not going to mention names, but I know one of his connections. You know, part of the Micropoli team. You know, one of his connections. And I I know him very well. I've known him for years and years. And I watched this horse run in a maiden race several months ago. And he finished fourth as a favorite. And I watched the race and I said, this is a stakes horse. I don't care if he finished fourth. I thought, don't even bother putting him in a stake, in a, in, a, in a maiden race next time. Go right to a stakes race. He was like six, six, seven wide on the first turn. He made this huge run on the second turn. Way, again, five wide, blew by horses. And I said, he's not going to be able to sustain this. And he didn't. And he didn't sustain it. He finished fourth. He only got beat like two lengths in the race. But I absolutely loved it. And so I contacted this connection. And I said, I'm telling you, this is a stakes horse. And I said, well, we were really disappointed in the race. I said, well, okay. I mean, you know, you can be disappointed and fine. I know you wanted to win. I said, but this isn't isn't a horse. You're going to see what this horse does. This is a very good horse. And then found out after the race that he not only lost a shoe in the race, but he, but he, but he came back with mucus in his lungs. Oh, <laughs> so he wow. said, now I like him even more. Yeah. So I said, all he has to, all he has to do now, just have Pletcher get him in a maiden race, have him break his maiden. And I guarantee you that from a mate, from once he breaks his maiden, he's going to run in one of those hundred thousand, uh, those hundred point preps. So we brought him back in a maiden race, a mile and an eighth on an absolutely dead, dead racetrack. And he won off by five and a half lengths, put him in a wood memorial, and he, he looked like an absolute sure winner. He gets nailed on the wire by a 72-1 stable mate. But if you look at the race, again, he's six wide on the turn, five wide every step of the way. I checked with Trackus. We, you know, Trackus uh, measures every, every foot, every, you know, they have chips and they know exactly how far a horse runs. Anyway, he ran 43 feet farther than the winner, which equates to five, about five lengths. Wow. So, so he actually was of five lengths better than the winner. And he had a much faster thoroughgraph number, which I knew. And the thoroughgraph number was very fast. And, you know, he ran a two, which is the lower the better. <clears throat> so to me, after I said to myself, you know what? This horse is just going to keep improving. And again, he was a horse I'd latched on too early. And I said, I'm just I'm just going with those kind of horses here because I can't figure the others out. I, I really can't. I'm, I'm trying to envision, you, you name it, any particular horse who's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever I ranked him, and say, can you envision this horse winning the Kentucky Derby? And my answer is going to be no. I, I'm not saying he can't win. I just yes. can't envision how he's going to win. Hold that, hold that thought on Dynamic One, and we'll be right back in a few minutes. After the break. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, and Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor, plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, All-In Removal, TT Distributors, and the Hilton Garden Inn in downtown Louisville. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Like jockey and horse, shavings delivery and manure removal are a natural combination. All-in Removal offers a great way to save by combining delivery of quality pine shavings with manure container rental and removal services. All-in Removal is proud to provide shavings to the Acala Thoroughbred horse racing community. Great service and top quality at an affordable price is All-in Removal's number one goal. Visit allinremoval.com within the next hour to learn more and save big. This show is sponsored in part by Hilton Garden Inn. Downtown Louisville, only five miles from Churchill Downs, Enjoy the two most exciting minutes in sports, plus a hearty breakfast and a mimosa, and let Hilton Garden Inn do the rest. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. 
Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. Steve Haskin on the phone with Louisa Barton. We're talking Derby. We were talking about Dynamic One, and your thoughts were about him of not being in the Kentucky Derby, more of a Belmont horse. Is that what you were thinking? Steve? Well, he, a lot of people are going to think of him as a Belmont horse. But to me, I mean, he, I think he is a Belmont horse, but that doesn't mean he's not a Derby horse. Right, right. Just maybe he can go to yeah. By the way, I have to I have to backtrack, by the way. I mm. no agenda, the two Pletcher horses, by the way, sometimes they're interchangeable. I'm gonna switch I'm gonna switch my pedigree analysis. It's dynamic one has that has the Phipps horses on the bottom. It's it's known agenda who has the to me the most potent European sire line in in in, in, in modern times that I've seen. Really? And on his female family. And it, it's all European bred. He's got nothing but English Derby, Irish Derby, Arctic Triumph winners, Euro, just U European champions and classic winners. But that sire line, and you probably won't know most of these horses, but it's Darshan, who was a French Derby winner, who was sired by Shirley Heights, who was an English and Irish Derby winner, who was sired by Millreef, who was one of the greatest horses of all time who won the English Derby and the Arc de Triomphe and God knows how many other. And that line has is so potent that you never ever see it in this country, but it's in this horse's pedigree. So that, so I got to, I have to reverse myself on that. Now on that known agenda, you, I mentioned Niall Brennan here in Ocala as being um, the, the, the starting trainer. And you mentioned that you reached out to ask Niall, um, uh, what he thought of known agenda did you get it much feedback on that and and did he mention him being pretty special he he, he knew right off the bat that he was a horse for later on he's not going to be a two-year-old okay but he said he had a great mind he was a very easygoing horse uh did everything right but he was a horse that was going to take a while to develop and mm -hmm. that's exactly the way uh well i'm not gonna say exactly the way Pletcher trained him because he ran him in a mile and an eighth maiden race as a two-year-old but he, he, he knew he wasn't going to do anything at five and a half, six, six and a half foot overs. He was mm -hmm. going to be a horse as they stretched out. Because mm -hmm. of all the horses in the Derby this year, mm -hmm. if I had to rank a horse on stamina, he's number one. Really? Okay. Yeah, he's got, he, has more, he has more stamina throughout his pedigree than any horse in the Derby, at least in, 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 in my opinion. Good. All right, so let's move on to Hot Rod Charlie, who is trained by Doug O'Neill. Um, tell us a little bit about Hot Rod Charlie, Steve. Hot Rod Charlie is a very—he's a very versatile horse. I mean, he—he yeah. he was a come-from-behind horse. Um, he was a big long shot in the Breeders' Cup. It's ninety-four to one in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. He had broken his maiden by a neck. He didn't look like anything going into that race, so he was ninety-four to one, and he came from mid-pack. And he makes a big move on the turn, and he's got to lead the stretch. And essential quality has to r run him down and beats him by three quarters of a length. He's 94 to 1. I mean, that was an incredible performance. And then he ran very game in his first start back. And then he came to the Louisiana Derby, and uh, Joel Rosario, who rode him, told his trainer, Doug O'Neill, he says, You know what? He says, I, I think I want to go to the lead with this horse. I, I think, he says, This horse can wire this field. And Doug O'Neill says, all right, if you think so, yeah, go ahead, you know, go to the lead. Never been on a lead in his life. Mm -hmm. We put him on the lead, and that was the end of the race. <laughs> he, just kept going, he just kept going. So he, can, yeah, so he can run on a lead. He can come from just off the pace. He can come from seven or eight lengths back, you know, a lot like essential quality. Mm -hmm. But, he, you know, he's a, he's a very good horse. Whether he's a true mile and a quarter horse, I'm not sure. His pedigree is, his pedigree is okay. He's by Oxbow, who was a Preakness winner, uh, out of a mare by Indian Charlie. Indian Charlie was a mile and an eighth horse, who was the favorite in the Derby and finished third. But I just don't know if he's a mile and a quarter horse, but I think as far as talent goes, and I love his last work. The reason I put him this high is that his last work was the best I've ever seen him work. So I think Doug O'Neill's won two Derbies, and I think if he you know, trains his horse the right way because he does have six weeks to get ready for the Kentucky Derby. So he's going to have to put some stiff workouts in him. But I like what I saw in that last uh, that last work. 
And sometimes you also have to handicap the trainer. Doug O'Neill has won two Kentucky Derbies. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of horses to put in that spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I have Dynamic One, who's a long shot right now at number four. So everybody else is interchangeable, really. You can put you can put no, you can put number five at number ten, and put number ten at number five, and they'll be separated by a head. I mean, <laughs> so it would be like a five horse dead heat between uh, between five and ten. Mm-hmm. That's how close they are. You just don't know, you don't know who these horses are. They haven't shown They're, enough already. Right, right. It's true. They haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to highly motivated. Uh, Chad Brown is the trainer by uh, Into Mischief, which you always got to pay attention to those Into Mischief horses a bit. Um, thoughts on highly motivated, Steve? Well, again, it's a question of distance. Uh, it is always a question of distance with Into Mischief, although he's sirening he's a lot more distance horses now. So yeah. Into Mischief probably, he's probably has more stamina than you think. But early in his career, he was sirening sprinters, milers, maybe a mile and eighth horses, but... You saw what he did last year with Authentic, and yeah. you see what he's got. How many horses he has on the Derby Trail this year? So the thing was highly motivated is that when he ran into Bluegrass Stake, he was making his two-turn debut. So you never know how a horse is going to handle two turns. <clears throat> I thought he ran an excellent race in the Gotham. He had a lot of trouble in that race. He didn't break well, and he closed well to be third. And he was—he always had a big reputation. Even last year on Breeders' Cup Day, when he won the Nyquist Stakes, but that was six and a half furlongs. But so you just didn't know. And the Bluegrass was a totally paceless race. There was nobody to go to the front. I thought Essential Quality was going to probably have to go to the front <clears throat> unless they sent Highly Motivated, even though he had never been anywhere near the lead himself. And they sent him to the lead, but you don't know how long he's going to last. And then Essential Quality comes to him at the quarter pole, and he can't get by him. He couldn't get by. He couldn't get by him, and they're at the eighth pole, and he still can't get by him. Now, I think um, a couple of things happened in that race, or at least possible reasons why we got the result we did. Is that number one? Highly motivated, might have gotten a little tired. He did switch over to his left lead at the sixteenth pole, so he was probably getting a little bit tired. Also, at the eighth pole, he got hit with a left-handed whip, and he ducked out. And he forced essential quality out three or four paths. So instead of ha- of eyeballing essential quality, where he was holding him back, essential quality now was nowhere near him. And he, he so they didn't have to look eyeball to eyeball. And I think essential quality you know, asserted himself and you know his class. And he, he just got up in the last stride. So you have to you have to look at it and saying, well, but essential quality beat a really, really good horse, which he probably did, or did he beat a horse that was just tiring and he just couldn't get by him, which he didn't for a long time. So now we have to figure how is highly motivated going to run in the Derby. And what makes it more complicated is that if you look at all the horses that have set the pace, I just mentioned two, you know, with Hot Rod Charlie and highly motivated. If you look at all the horses who have set the pace in all the big races, none of them are front runners. They just happen to go to the lead. But they're not true front runners, so we don't even know who's going to be has set the pace. If it's going to be a fast pace, which one of these horses are going to be near the lead? Which ones are going to take back? So that's what makes it even more uh, more confusing. But he's a very very talented horse, obviously. And um, you know, I think the, I think the pedigree might be there. I, I just don't. I'm just not sure. Hold that thought, and we're going to be right back in a few seconds with the horse talk show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You've never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton! You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right, yes! <laughs> yeah, baby! Yeah. The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. 
Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Equestrians, it's time to take care of yourself as well as you do your horse. So get down to Pulse Center of Ocala. The PEMF wave is safe and it's a therapy that charges your cells and allows them to function at their fullest capacity so you heal much faster. Check them out at pulsecenterfl.com now and tell them you heard about it on the Horse Talk Show for a free demo. This show is sponsored in part by Hilton Garden Inn. Downtown Louisville, only five miles from Churchill Downs, enjoy the two most exciting minutes in sports, plus a hearty breakfast and a mimosa, and let Hilton Garden Inn do the rest. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. Louisa Barton, and Steve Haskin on the phone. We're talking yeah, about we're, derbies. We're talking derby, and um, Steve Haskin, of course, is my favorite uh, Hall of Fame turf writer. Always fills us in uh, on plenty of information as we're looking forward to um, the derby now, just a couple of weeks away. Um, I think we got to Superstock, um, trained by Steve Asmussen, and um, the next one, I, I like the name, Midnight bourbon because i like a midnight bourbon myself <laughs> um, if we can just and we can cover those two um and then the next one after that is, is medina spirit bob baffin first time i've seen bob's name um come up in your in your uh, in your top 12 steve <laughs> well uh, that's why superstock goes you know, that's all we need is another horse that we know nothing about. So, uh, you know, we got to figure out, he's an Arkansas Derby winner, and he looked good, but it was an absolute perfect setup race. You had Concert Tour and Cattle River going out there in 22-3 and three and 46-2, and two, and then they crawled home the last three eights in 39-3. and three. So it was, it was a small field, and he was really the only horse that was going to close. He was sitting behind them, and they just crawled home, and he, you know, won the blue right by them. So I, I don't know how good that race was. It just mm -hmm. it was not a deep field. It was not a good field for the Arkansas Derby. Like I said, the uh, the half was running forty six and two. A few races earlier, the really really good older horses by my standards and all these Rusty and all these good horses in the Oaklawn Mile, they went to half of forty seven and four. So I mean that's you know well over a second um, faster than the older horses ran. And they just they just tired, and, yeah. but it was an absolute shock when you know, you thought Pontotoro was going to blow right by Cattle River to head a stretch, and he didn't. He couldn't even get up to second. So I don't even know if, I don't even know what Bob's going to do with him now because he's he's just as puzzled as everyone. But Superstock is a great story if you're looking, you know, from the family. Um, you know, Steve Ashton's a trainer. Uh, his his parents own the horse. You know, which is a great story in itself. And Steve Ashmussen's son rode this horse in his first three starts and actually won a stakes on him at, at Sam Houston. So it's a great, it's a great family story. You know, it's a hardworking family. Uh, mm -hmm. Keith Ashmussen, the father, you know, they had a, a farm in Laredo, Texas, and just a hardworking, you know, guy his whole life. He's still, he's still a hardworking guy. He's still running the farm in, in Laredo. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a great story. I just don't know how good the horse is. And there's no way of telling and... Yeah. Take a shot. If you think, if you like the Arkansas Derby, you can bet him. But like yeah. I said, it is there's not much else to, not much else to go by. As I can say with a lot of horses here. Yeah, absolutely. And then Steve is training Midnight Bourbon as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, now Midnight Bourbon's by Tiz now, and he's out of a Malibu Moon mare, so you know he's going to get a distance. My problem with him is that when he comes from off the pace, he doesn't have the closing punch. He just—he doesn't seem like he can or wants to get by horses in the stretch. However, he won the LeCompte wire to wire, and being by Tiz now, and the way this horse runs, he looks to me like a horse that he might want 
might not want to pass horses in a stretch, but I've seen a lot of horses who are like that who refuse to be beaten once they are on a lead. Mm-hmm. And if you watch his race in the LeCompte, he would not let those horses get by him. So this is a horse that I think they have to at least try to get to the lead because if he does get to the lead, nobody's going to pay attention to him. Mm-hmm. He's going to lull, he's going to lull everybody to sleep. They're going to say, "Oh, he's going to come back. He's going to be thirty to one, or twenty five, thirty to one." Said he'll come back, but he might not. He, you know, if he's if he's there turning into the stretch, mm-hmm. good luck trying to pass him. I think he can be very tough, but it looks like he can only win that way. If he doesn't get the lead, he just doesn't look like he has that that kick in the stretch to pass horses, or he just doesn't want to pass horses. Some horses are like that. Yeah. So, again, you take your shot if you think he can get to the lead. But I actually mentioned that to uh, Steve's assistant, Scott Blassie. And he said, uh, he says, uh, I'm thinking the exact same thing you are. So, mm. so, we'll, so we'll see. We'll, you know, we'll see if he has the speed. But he's going to have to go out there, n- not set really fast fractions, mm-hmm. but just have to hope everybody leaves him alone, which I think yeah. they will. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. So let's go to Bob. Because we can never discount Bob. <laughs> I, used to sh- I, I, I used to shop at discount Bob's. <laughs> it was a great store. You can get anything there. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Bob's horses? You've got a 9 and 11 in, uh, in your uh, lineup that Bob's training, Medina Spirit and Concert Tour. Okay, I'm going to give you a scoop. I'm going to give you a scoop on next week's standings. The rankings. Okay. Medina Spirit will be moving up. Okay. And I started looking at his pedigree, and I started looking at his races, and I'm saying, you know what, of all the horses in the race, I don't know if he can win. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to bet um, trifectas, superfectas, everything like that, you got to put him in. He is the gutsiest horse in the race, and, I've, and I realized why. I looked at his pedigree. His pedigree is loaded, loaded with maybe the gutsiest, gamest horses you'll ever see. Really? I, I started going all through the all through the pedigree. People can look at his sire, uh, Protonico, and they can say, who the heck is that? Yeah. Well, you can go on YouTube and watch Protonico win the Ali Sheba stakes and tell me how the heck he won that race. You want to see a gutsy performance. Um, he 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 just just lunged at the wire. I mean, it's unbelievable. He's by Giants Causeway, who was probably the gamest European horse in, in our generation. He refused to let horses go by one stake after another. He ran in all the big races, and nobody could get by that horse. Then you can look at his female family. And his third, his third dam is, is by uh, uh, Holy Bull out of a 49er mare. Well, Holy Bull ran the, gut, the gamest Travers in the history of the race. And 49er was involved in nine photos in his career. And to me, w- w- turned into the gutsiest performances I ever saw when he beat Seeking the Golden Nose in the Haskell and in the Travers. So he was as game as they come. And then you've got Protonico. Uh, if you look at the, um, the excuse me, the Broodmare Sire, Brilliant Speed, nobody knows. Well, he's by a, a, a son of Roberto who scored the closest victory in the history of the English Derby. It, 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 it was a 30-minute photo. That's how game he was to hold off uh, a very good horse in Rheingold. So that's just naming some of the horses and this horse's pedigree. So I'm saying, you know what? That's where this horse gets his guts from. And I'm, I watched Protonico's race again, and I said, wow, he looks exactly like Medina Spirit. Almost black, same same action, same running style. So I'm, and, and, and this is the kind of sneaky horse that Baffert, remember last year when Baffert, one <laughs> Baffert's horses, you know, th- uh, he rears up and, and falls and throws a rider oh, and yeah. falls down in a paddock and have to scratch him. So, of yeah. course, leave it to Bob to win with the other horse. So yeah. now Bob, concert tour now is, who knows what he's going to do with him. So leave it to Bob to now win with this horse. So uh, it's a typical Bob Baffert type horse. But um, I'm, I'm starting to like this horse a lot more. Very interesting. Paulette, how are we on time? Are we okay? We're good for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, Let's just jump to concert tour since that's Bob's other horse because okay. I'm pretty interested in that one. 
I don't know what happened to him, and and Bob doesn't know what happened to him. In fact, he won't even commit to running him in the Derby until he sees how he works at Churchill Downs. That's why I ranked him 11. This is a horse who a lot of people would have hanged, would have had ranked one or two if he had won the race. He was one to five in the race. Mm-hmm. Looked like a sure winner. He had a perfect trip. He mm-hmm. sat off. He sat off the horse he had to beat, and he had a measure at the quarter pole. I'm still waiting to find out if that horse maybe came back with like some mucus or maybe came back and maybe bled a little bit. Mm-hmm. He, he just, it was just something, something about that race. There was no reason at all for him not even to be able to get up to be second in that race. So I'm holding off. I can't rank him any higher than 11 until I find out what's going on with him. Okay. So I, I, I just don't know. He was, he, I know he, Bob ranked him right up there with Life is Good as his best horse. We need to hold that thought. I have it. I have it right in my hand. Okay, <laughs> we'll be back. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay, and also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second to none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. This show is sponsored in part by Hilton Garden Inn. Downtown Louisville, only five miles from Churchill Downs, enjoy the two most exciting minutes in sports, plus a hearty breakfast and a mimosa, and let Hilton Garden Inn do the rest. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show on the phone with Louisa Barton and Steve Haskin talking derby. Louisa? Yes. So um, I'm not sure exactly where we were, but at some point we, um, we lost sound. So we, uh, we're going to go back. I think we got to, I think we were talking Bourbonic. Yep, that's where we were at. Yes, and the pronunciation, Bourbonic. Probably, Bourbonic. right? Bourbonic, yes. Bourbonic, yes. House of Bourbon. Yes. And, and, and you know, uh, Kentucky, Bourbon, so... Yes. So it would be it would be uh, it would be bourbonic, but, but everybody's going to call him bourbonic. I don't call it because it sounds like a plague. So <laughs> I said, uh, you know, I, 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 I can't say bourbonic. bourbonic without saying plague. No. So so I, so I've got I've gotten used to saying bourbonic. Bourbonic. Yeah. Yeah. Like. But, you know, here's a horse. Here's a horse who people are paying absolutely no attention to. He was seventy-two to one in a Wood Memorial. Everybody's going to looking at it like it was a, some fluke. He had run in a claiming race. He, uh, after the claiming race, they ran him in a starter allowance race. Well, you know, you want to know another horse who ran in a claiming race and then ran in a starter allowance race? Mm. Um, a horse named Maximum Security. Mm. who did pretty well in the Kentucky Derby, having run in a $16,000 claiming race and then starter allowance races. And then he pops up and wins the Florida Derby. And then the Kentucky Derby. This horse runs in a claiming race, then runs in a starter allowance race, pops up out of nowhere, wins the Wood Memorial. Now he goes in the Kentucky Derby. You look at his pedigree. He's by Bernardini, who was one of my favorite horses, one of the classiest horses, and one of the most well-bred horses. Out of an fleet Alex Mayer, which I absolutely love. And I'm really big on old-time pedigrees and private stables, you know, we're talking about the Vanderbilts and the Whitney's and the Wideners and the Phipps's and the Galberts. That's, that's racing the way 
I grew up with. Uh, just mm-hmm. all those great sportsmen and those iconic figures. So I went back in uh, Bourbonic's pedigree, and Alfred Vanderbilt, who is one of the most iconic breeders in the history of the sport, he bred his third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth dams. And the seventh dam is a full sister to Native Dancer. Well, that just put me over the edge. I'm saying, uh, I'm just not going to completely forget about this horse. Uh He's just, uh, you know, one of the expressions that they always have in racing, you know, if you didn't go to the wedding, don't go to the funeral. You know, if you didn't get him at 72 to 1, forget him. He's going to be a lot less now. Well, he's not going to be a lot, 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 lot less. He'll be less, obviously, than 72 to 1. But he's still going to be a big price. So I look at it is that, you know, it might not be the wedding, but you can still cash in on the honeymoon. And the derby could be the honeymoon. But B, I think... um we uh, we skipped after that. We were going to talk a little bit about Soup and Sandwich, which we were rather excited about because um, Soup and Sandwich is owned by Charlotte Weber, who is one of our local Ocala breeders who's been here for a long time. And Steve, you mentioned she actually got a second place in the Derby in 1982 um, with one of her horses. And Mark Cassie, who is also an Ocala trainer, has a, um, a large training facility here, is the trainer of Soup and Sandwich. So um, we were talking a little bit about that kind of exciting that there's two Ocala connections there um, mm-hmm. for us, at least here at home. Um, and, and we talked a little bit about Soup and Sandwich having two starts, making a ton of mistakes and winning anyway, not changing leads um, and seem to get more professional in the Florida Derby. Um, and, and your thoughts on Soup and Sandwich, Steve? Well, again, I, I think he's got a very bright future. I think he's extremely talented. For him to win both of his first two starts, making all the mistakes he did, <clears throat> and you can just see every every place in the race. Mm-hmm. In, his, in his second race, you know, a horse just drifted in slightly on him. He was on the inside, and he propped. And I thought he was going to go over the rail. He just like got intimidated by that horse. Mm-hmm. And he, in both of his first two races, he was so sloppy with his lead changes. If he would change, he would jump back to his left lead, back and forth. He was ducking in, ducking out. He's doing everything wrong, and he won them both. So they put him in the uh, they put him in the Florida Derby, and I was curious to see how he was going to run. And I thought he ma- he really matured. I thought he ran a much more professional race. Not a hundred percent there. He's still you know still on the green side, but you know when the gates open, he comes out of the gate with his ears pinned, like he's he's ready to go. And they were able to hold him back and run you know running second uh, behind one of the long shots, and he was okay for a while. Then you could see he really wanted to lead. And they uh, let him go, and he took the lead, and then one horse made a run at him, he turned him back, another horse made a run at him, turned him back. And then coming to the head of the stretch, I felt that John Velasquez, who was riding him, sort of got caught by surprise. Mm-hmm. And I always like to see a horse like this. If you got the lead at the quarter, you're nearing the quarter pole, maybe the 5 sixteenths pole, Go on with him because you're not going to outclose the closers. And there were some really good closers in the race. Don't agenda, greatest honor, and several others. So don't let the closers get up to you and come alongside. You're not going to outclose him. So just get as big a lead as you can and hope you can hold him off. Well, I'm watching him, and John V's not asking him to run. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing horses are coming behind him. I said, you know, why are you waiting? So he never saw Nona Agenda, who was on the inside, and then eased out. And next thing you know, he's right alongside him. And you could see Johnny V look over like saying, uh-oh, where did that horse come from? And he got back into him again. But he's, there's no way he's going to outclose known agenda. But he hung in there. And the mm-hmm. two horses actually came together and brushed. And Super Sandwich looked like he was just about changing leads. The right leg was just going out when they brushed. And it knocked him back on his left lead. And he wouldn't change after that. So he went the whole length of the stretch on his left lead, but never gave up. And he, he hung in there. Nona Jenda didn't really pull away from him until the 16th pole. And he finished well clear of the third horse, mm-hmm. who, was, who, was, who was greatest honor. And he finished well clear of him. So this horse is, is getting better and better. He still might be a little green to win the Kentucky Derby. He's got the same running style as a lot of horses in this race. And I don't know what's going to happen when he's up there 
running in second or third, and there's like eight horses around him. It's going to be a very contentious pace, I think. I don't know if it's going to be fast, but it'll be contentious. So I don't know if he can win the Derby, but I'm really curious to see how he runs because I think he's going to be a really good horse. And if he runs a halfway decent race, I would run him. I would run him right back into Preakness. Wow. Well, we're at the end of the segment, Louisa. Well, I want to thank you, Steve, as always, um, for your insights. Um, I, I always keep up on them. We love being able to go to secretariat.com and get your weekly insights coming up to the Derby. And thank you for making them so special with, uh, with the little side stories and pieces of information that you track down. It certainly makes it more interesting. We look forward to talking to you hopefully in the next couple of weeks on the show as we get closer to the Kentucky Derby. Uh, it's my pleasure, Louisa. It's great to be back. Ha have you back? And uh, you, you take care of yourself. Thank you. Stay off, would... stay off those horses. Thank yes, you, I Steve. Miss it to the world. <laughs> we'll be back in a few minutes. Stay with us. Thank you. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay, and also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa. Showcase properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage, and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages, and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This show is sponsored in part by Hilton Garden Inn. Downtown Louisville, only five miles from Churchill Downs, Enjoy the two most exciting minutes in sports, plus a hearty breakfast and a mimosa, and let Hilton Garden Inn do the rest. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. I have the Louisa Barton on the phone with the news for us. Hello, Louisa. Yeah. Thank you, Paula, for being in the studio um, in lieu of myself as I'm continuing to recover at home. And um, I think I mentioned earlier I've moved into a soft collar from the uh, brace I was wearing from the car accident that I had in February 24th and the surgery that ensued from that. So um, I'm still not driving, so I'm still not in the studio. Um, but um, nice to talk to you from home here, looking out at horse pasture. Mm -hmm. And uh, great to give you some of the latest horse news um, from around Ocala, Florida, and the U.S., and even across the pond as we uh, mourn the loss of the Queen of England's husband. Yes. Very, very sad, Prince Philip. Um, passed away um, and although I say sad he was uh, 99 years old so he had a very 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 wonderful long life but sad for the family of course um, who lost him he was the longest serving FEI president uh, he served from 1964 to 1986 FEI being Federal Equestrian International um, Federation Equestrian International rather yes. he was at succeeded in that role by his daughter, Princess Anne, the Princess Royal, for the following eight years. Some of Prince Philip's greatest sporting achievements come in the sport of driving, which he introduced as a new discipline in the FEI and helped to develop it during his presidency. Very, very sad and, um, you know, prayers and thoughts there to um, all connected and, um, you, you know... know you know, we had the interview with David Saunders, and he worked for him somewhere around 20 years. Yes, that's right. I remember. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly a, um, you know, a very popular horseman and um, someone who did a lot for the sport of driving and a lot for horse sports 
uh, overall, supporting his wife, the Queen, who, of course, still rides and has been very much involved in um, horses in everything from racing to um, showing her entire life as well. And to breeding so, fell ponies. Yes. Oh, yes, the ponies. Um, and um, so certainly um, very sad, um, sad thoughts there. Of course, mm -hmm. we had Steve Haskin on the show. Um, he talked a bunch about the Derby, which um, we're looking forward uh, to being part of and being involved with. And we're following um, those horses and we'll be keeping you updated on the news there. Of course, the OBS sale is coming up April 20th to the 23rd. That is Ocala Breeders Sale. Um, sales, which is here in Ocala and is um, always got the top horses in the country going through there. Uh, and this being the um, two-year-old in training sale, keeping an eye on that. They did reschedule the um, under tack uh, show, which is, of course, the Breeze, known as the Breeze show as well, mm -hmm. which was supposed to start on Sunday the 11th. But we had some severe threat of um, more bad weather coming through. So in the interest of the safety of horses and people involved, they um, delayed that until um, Monday, April the 12th, and at 8 a.m. each day through Saturday, April 17th, the horses will be breezing. Um, you will be able to see those, of course, on the video screens if you want to watch them back at OBS. You can also go to obssales.com and you can look up those videos. And, of course, the undertax show is always streamed um, live via the OBS website as well, and you can watch that on bloodhorse.com as well if you want to. I know it's very important, especially for um, buyers who like to purchase virtually, um, to see these horses in full action. And again, um, hips 1 through 304 go on the block April 20th, hips 305 through 608 April 21st, hips 609 to 912 April 22nd, and hips 913 through 1217 will sell on April 23rd. So that's over 1,200 horses going through the sale. And as I said, some of the top two-year-olds in training um, go through these sales at this time of year here in Ocala. So we're always very excited um, to see the success of OBS as those horses move on sometimes to be the top horses um, in the world. Mm -hmm. So um, something definitely to be um, watching for there. Um, very interesting story I read by a physiologist who believes sensors could protect racehorses. Dr. David Lambert says race sensors can be used as a tool to prevent breakdowns. He's highly respected and for decades has examined the performance data in an effort to improve results for thoroughbred owners and breeders. He believes that racetrack sensors that track the horse's movement better than the human eye can will provide a tool in the industry's effort to prevent catastrophic breakdowns. We're always all for that. Sensors. And, um, sensors as S-E-N-S-O-R-S. -S -S, sensors. Sensors. Yes, I don't roll my R's because I'm a Brit. So <laughs> sensors. Sensors. Yeah. But where are the sensors at? Um, so under this approach, the scientific information would be collected by small sensors about the size of the cell phone, weighing about three ounces, placed in the horse's saddle cloth. Sensors um, are already in use, and while they're initially used to gauge performance, Dr. Lambert sees a potential that this data could be used to protect horses at risk of life-threatening injuries. Actually, this would be a very interesting topic to ask Dr. Kayot about yeah. mm -hmm. um, in the future when we have him on the show. We mm -hmm. perhaps should have this because um, this sounds quite interesting to me that, um, you know, that could be but how? But does it say how, how it's sensing what? Sensing the concussion? How is it, or is it sensing the body you know, under stress as in heart rate, temperature? What is it sensing? That's a very good question. Hmm. The race, let's see. Lama believes the sensors from that second last start would flag a horse who was trying to compensate for injuries at that point that was still relatively minor. The compensation would result in less smooth run that the sensors would pick up. So the race immediately before the last, there was a considerable increase in force and a considerable increase in instability throughout the race. So the sensors would pick up on some instability 
on the or legs. Uneven. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And would um, possibly, um, you know, show that there was going to be a problem. Um, and, and that there was actually the same amount of jerk and vibration in the horse's start until one race where his vibration level was well outside the norm. Two standard deviations above the norm. In the start following the effort where the sensors picked up increased vibration, the horse would suffer a catastrophic breakdown. So very interesting. That is very interesting. That, you know, mm -hmm. comes to be, mm -hmm. um, you know, and he is a highly respected doctor. So Yeah, because could, you really um, can't, you can't feel just very slight differences in movement. You can't. No, no. And that's when, you're, when you need to know about it, as a horse starts to favor something or favor a front end or, or hind end and put more weight and more stress on something else. And yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, we all love Brookledge Horse Transportation, and this is the last thing I'm going to say um, in this new segment. They are really committed to outstanding service in horse transportation, and they are actually doing something now through April 30th and that is they are gifting round-trip travel to full-time students who want to take their horses back to college but do not have the means to get them there. So the deadline is April 30th um, for that, and you can go to the Brookledge Horse Transport website um, to find more information on it. But uh, there's actually a link that clicks you to it, and you can follow the instructions for that. Um, but yeah. I think that's well, yeah. They're always giving, and um, yeah. that's just way that they can give to college students who need to return their horses back but perhaps can't afford it so yeah. um, well, that sounds great so yeah. we're now down to the end of our show we are that flew by today um but um great lots of good news and um lots more coming and hopefully uh, by the time we're in the new studio i'll be back and um be able to be in there with you guys so super whether you're in ocala the horse cap <laughs> Well or not, happy horsing around until next time. Thanks, Louisa. Thanks, Paula. Bye-bye.